This is the Triad Podcast Network. Basketball is life for Emily Hagee, but basketball symbolizes much more than just the bounce of the ball or the sound it makes as it cuts through the courts. Ask the North Davidson basketball star how many points she scored. She'll politely make sure you know whether her team won or lost first and foremost. That's because basketball represents an extension of family, a sense of togetherness and commitment to achieve a common goal. Ultimately, that becomes winning. But most importantly, it's the process by which individuals like Emily Hagee go about their business in putting their team first and reaping the benefits of singular stardom later. And Emily can thank her family, Mom Christy, Brother Drew, and maybe most of all her father Brian for raising her in her basketball first household that epitomized tough love, positive reinforcement, and strong-willed determination to perform at the very best in every area of life. Brian is the new head boys basketball coach at North Davidson, formerly served as an assistant to Caitlin Frazier's Lady Night staff, and at one time was the winningest head coach at Central Davidson High School. But Brian's own high school career mirrors in many ways what his daughter's own is today. And it's no wonder that Emily became one of North Carolina's most prolific high school scorers of all time. First team All-State, three-time League Player of the Year, and face of a North Davidson girls basketball team that collected a school record 25 wins this past season. I'm Kyle Schasberger, and this is the story of Emily Hagee and how one unique basketball family has unlocked a basketball treasure on Triad Sports one-on-one. I'm happy to have you. I know you've been super busy living the final days of your senior year of high school. Now that your North Davidson playing career is behind you, preparing for high school prom of all things, something you've never been able to experience before in your four years. Can you believe your high school career is winding down? Yes, sir. Honestly, it went by pretty quick, especially my senior year. You know, all the fun stuff I got caught up in. And now, I mean, I graduate in two months. But it's been a really good four years looking back. Given the final four is this weekend, we talk a day ahead of this on Friday morning, full disclosure. Uh, we have to address the elephant in the room. I understand you're a huge Duke fan, while the rest of your family are Carolina fans. H- how does that happen? Well, I went to a game when I was really young, and I was like, you know what? I really love Duke. So since then, I've been a diehard Duke fan. Have you considered ditching your date to watch the game tomorrow? Like, what is the setup going to be? I'm hoping the Millennium Center has some sort of a plan for the North Davidson prom on Saturday night. Well, there'll be TVs there at the prom, so I'll probably be watching the game while everybody else is dancing because that is very important to me. I mean, this game is once in a lifetime, so I can't I can't miss a bit of it. Otherwise, my next question would have been that there has to be some ground rules, right? Like your date would not be able to be jealous. There'd be zero questions. You'd be following the game, you know, while you're on the dance floor. So it's good to know at least that they plan to stream it in some capacity to at least have it on the TVs uh, during prom. Tell me about that time, though, when you went to Cameron. Was this a Duke Carolina game that you witnessed in person? I don't think it was a Duke Carolina game. What was it? It was Duke versus Miami. I don't remember a lot of it. I just remember, like, going in there and touring and seeing the floor and everything, and I just fell in love with it. What was it? beyond the floor like what do you remember most because I would like to think you know as somebody who loves the game of basketball as much as you do the facility as you've indicated already has had a lot to do with your attachment and your love for the game and it's like wow like this is awesome this is Duke what was it about that experience in particular maybe seeing the team play that made you love basketball even more really just seeing the players live and the atmosphere I mean 
you can't get anything better than being there yourself. Watching on TV doesn't do it justice. But and then I saw Coach Shevsky, and um, that was that was a cool moment for me. You know, seeing everybody there in person. And actually, um, in elementary school, we got to write a letter to somebody we really admired, and I chose uh, Coach Shevsky, and he actually wrote me a note back. I can't remember exactly what it said, but he said something that really inspired me. He signed it himself, so that really meant a lot to me and him as a person as well. That's awesome. Do you have that note still? I do. That's really cool, considering that's coming from the greatest of all time, right? I mean, I'm right. you're speaking to a guy who's wearing a Ducat right now, so sorry for the Carolina fans that are listening in, but still, it'd be pretty hard to argue that Coach K with 13 Final Fours all-time more than any other coach, more wins than any other coach, and more than 1,200, and, and still looking to ride off into the sunset on the highest notes of all possible that you can't respect at least what he's done. So that's pretty impactful for sure. I, I can see how okay. that's heightened your love, your intensity for basketball. That's super cool. I know one person that has certainly influenced your attachment to the game, and that's your father, Brian. He, he's there with you now. A legend in his own right, the all-time leading career scorer in Davidson County from his time at Ledford had led his team all the way to a state championship game in 1992. What's the earliest memory you have of picking up the game, and and how did Pops factor in? I remember um, playing in my driveway with my little tight skull. That's the first memory I have. And then obviously on teacher work days, going in with my brother, and we'd just be in the gym all day shooting around. And was he hard on you? Was your father somebody that would use a softer approach or, you know, was he, you know, trying to light a fire behind you? Oh, he always uses a hard approach. He's always, he's always been tough on us and making sure that we uh, maximize our potential and be the best that we can be. So from a young age, he was always pushing us, you know, in the gym when we went to work out early mornings, late nights, didn't matter the time. I mean, we were always focused on getting better. We didn't go in there just to play around. We had a focus. Your dad's impact on your development, he assisted under your head coach most recently for the Lady Knights in, in Caitlin Frazier. And uh, he was previously a boys coach before even assisting uh, on the current staff to be able to be as close to you as possible. He's most recently, though, going to be the next head boys basketball coach at North Davidson. Since you're graduating, moving on, he's going to you know take that next chapter in his life. How might... You define, though, that role throughout the years as as he's kind of helped to guide you, help improve you to realize the success that you've experienced. I mean, he easily could have been hands-off. How, how thankful are you that he wanted to be a part of your life as much as possible, be a part of Frazier's staff, and be there for you every step of the way in every capacity he possibly could? Yes, yeah, so not many players get the opportunity for their dad to be a coach or anything, but it's definitely been great to you know watch him coach all these years at central and then i get up to the high school level and he's i never would have imagined him being a part of you know coaching coaching me coaching the team but it's definitely been i've definitely been blessed with that and then i have him as one of my coaches and along with frazier she's definitely a great coach as well and Puckett. but um you know it's it's like a dream i felt like i was living in a dream for four years and for him to be there every practice every game making sure I'm doing what I need to do to be successful. And I feel like we held each other accountable for everything. So it's been great. And it's helped to turn in one of the more decorated 
individual careers in girls basketball this state has seen. Like father, like daughter. His dominance has rubbed off on you. Uh, that's certainly pretty cool. First team, all state, voted on by the North Carolina Basketball Coaches Association this year. District 8 Player of the Year uh, by the Coaches Association. Mid-Piedmont 3A Player of the Year in all-conference. Four times uh, each of your four seasons you were all-conference. Three of those years, Player of the Year, a 2,000 career point scorer. Uh, you hit that 2K plateau back on February 2nd. You also competed in the Triad All-Star Classic, won the three-point shootout here uh, just in the last couple of weeks. So what do those accolades, all of those things represent to Emily Hagee? I would imagine they're just as representative of the team as they are for the individual. Yes, sir. And those milestones are great, but it means more to me because playing for a team like at North Davidson, I mean, it's the best thing you'll ever do. And it's meant that much more to me because when you're surrounded with people that I'm surrounded by, you know, my coaches, teammates, uh, community, school staff, I mean, you don't get the environment at other schools like you get here and the support and love I felt since I've, since freshman year um, has been great. So accomplishing all of that makes me proud of, you know, what I've done, but thankful that I have them that who, who've been supporting me all this time. I really do owe a lot of it to them. So, And you showed out in such an impressive way, giving back to those that followed, that supported you throughout your time in North Davidson by winning basketball games. 25-3 and three this year, losing in the Final Four, but a school record 25-3 and three for the Lady Knights during the 2021-2022 girls basketball season. Uh, Mid-Piedmont champs, mid-Piedmont tournament champs, three a West Regional runner-up, a 16-game win streak at one point, which set a school record in a final Max Preps ranking of first in the 3A West, not to mention 15-0 mark at the Pete. What is it like playing in front of your home fans in that environment? There's nothing better than playing in the Pete. I mean, on game days, you know, there's nothing like the adrenaline before a game here because you know it's going to be packed. I mean, uh, for our girls game, the crowd that we had this year coming off of COVID year was was great. I mean, I can't think of a game where we didn't have, you know, packed, packed in here. But um, it's really been great to get to play in front of the fans with my team. And the, the atmosphere was unbelievable. I've got you clocked at 27.9 points per game this year. 5.6 rebounds, 4.3 assists, 4.2 steals. I mean, you're filling it up in every single category. I mean, you are, a, you are a threat uh, in every area of the game, a handful for any defense trying to guard you. And, and I saw 44 points in the first round of this most recent uh, state tournament, 31 in the second round, 29 in the Sweet 16, uh, including, and I want you to walk me through this, there was one game in particular, you had 33 and 10 in the Elite Eight too also, but there was one game in particular, 1.5 seconds remaining, a steal, a bucket, and an and one that helped your team to victory. Do I have that right? Yes, sir. Okay, take me through. Who was the opponent? What was going through your mind? Was the play drawn up for you? Well, I mean, you had to get the steal to begin with. But did you know, like, hey, this is my – you have the green light, I would assume, each and every time you have the ball. Your coach is going to want you to have it. So uh, take me through that sequence and how we were able to win the game. Yes, sir. So this was second round of playoffs against Northwest Cabarrus and they going in, we knew they were going to be a athletic and good team. Like every team in the playoffs. I mean, you don't make the playoffs and you're not good. So we were down three or we were tied with about one and a half seconds to go and coach up a play and we executed it. Perfect. Uh, I got the ball on the wing 
and Maddie actually set a another screen. I went off of that and threw up a floater, and it went in, and I was it was called a foul. So that was an electric moment for me. But before that, we I knew like we weren't gonna lose. I didn't want to lose that game because I knew the potential we had to go deep in the playoffs, and I didn't want you know a lack of effort to be the reason why we didn't move on to the next round. So. They passed it into the girl, and I just focused on, you know, I need to steal here. And I got the steal and got fouled on the layup. I think I made one out of two of my free throws, and then that's when the next play was drawn up and we executed. Where does that confidence come from, that refusal to quit, even when you're behind or tied late, knowing that, hey, we're not going to lose. I'm going to win us this game. Where does that come from? Uh, the, just the trust that I have from my teammates. You know, I trust them. They trust me. Um, the coaches, they trust me as well. But I knew in that situation I had to do what I had to do to help my team win, and that was my role. And, um, you know, I just had confidence because they have confidence in me. Yeah, some of these numbers are, are just bonkers. Do you surprise yourself when, when you hear that or look back at – at the numbers you're able to pile up, especially this year during the postseason and throughout your entire career, I mean, more than 2,000 points. I know at one point it was probably thought, hey, maybe I can track down my dad's all-time scoring record, which I think you did. You surpassed him. However, the all-time girls mark uh, in Davidson County was something you were not able to achieve, and, and much in part, I think, because of COVID and limited games over your sophomore and junior year. But, you know, besides that, when you're able to go out there and put up the numbers you are and win games for your club, does any of this surprise you in any way? Some of it does, looking back on it, the stats and everything. But I'm not the person to look back on my own stats. You know, I'm more concerned with, you know, us winning and us doing things as a team. But, you know, it's definitely great for me to be able to put up those numbers. But winning is the overall goal. And you're going to get a chance to do that at the next level as well at Wingate University. I want to ask you a little bit more about that in a moment. But before, let's rewind the tape uh, to before high school and even during your time at North Davidson. AAU ball, uh, the grassroots circuit, you know, this is something that is a part of of basketball and development and, and exposure and trying to get seen and recruited what can you say about your AAU experience throughout the years? Uh, because my understanding is you've played for some really good teams, and I know that competition has helped to make you stronger uh, and perform at the highest of levels also. Yes, sir. I started my AAU career with the uh, Winston-Salem Steelers, and I had, I had I played with a lot of really good players there. Um, Ellie Suffin, she's, she was at NC State, and now she's playing at Davidson at the D1 level. Um so I got to play with a lot of really good players, which developed me. And then I moved to the Carolina Waves. And I played there. And then I was playing under Delaney Rudd. And we had we had a pretty successful AAU season. And I got to meet a lot of good people and people that I'll, you know, I'll know for the rest of my life. But it was definitely a good experience to you know play with different people because you're not always going to play with the same people. So it was it was a good experience. That's an interesting point right there that I think many people might undervalue is learning how to play with others and seeing if that talent can travel uh, into other circles. It, it certainly has for you, I'm sure of it. And, and Colorado Springs, you got to visit Team USA facility at one point. When did that happen? This was a three-on-three tournament? Yes, sir. Okay, so what year was that? And 
you had a pretty high finish there. It was April 2020, I believe we went down there. It was before all this COVID happened, but I was given the opportunity to go down there. And of course I did because you don't pass up that opportunity. But it was me, Ellie, Shay Ballin, she's going to Duke, and Elizabeth Martino, I believe she plays at Rutgers. Um, that was our that was our three on three team. And we went out there and we had a great time. We got to play against the top competition in the country. Um, our first game we actually played Paige Beckers and them and Haley Van Lith. Oh, wow. They're now playing at high D one levels, and yeah, they're, they're both they're both a, a national championship right now. Yeah, they're both in the final four. And to play play against competition like that is, I mean, unreal. I look back and the fact that I got to you know go against some of the best players in the country was a good opportunity for me, and we had a lot of fun with it. Uh, we had a we had good runs out there, but it was really about the memories. I mean. I got to watch uh, Fran. She plays at Stanford. She can dunk. That was it. Was pretty cool getting to watch her live, and you know, making new friendships out there as well. So, I was definitely it was definitely a good experience. And at the Team USA facility, uh, that that's that's really cool. So the competition, the experience, going out there, heading out west, uh, really cool. And, and while you're killing it in basketball, you've also been killing it in the classroom as well, maintaining a GPA well over four, and you're going to be continuing your athletic journey at Wingate University. Do you know what you plan to study? Right now, I think I'm planning a major in exercise science, but that can always change. I feel like I'm going to go in there and get a feel for everything and see what I really love to do. Why Wingate? Wingate has top-notch athletic and academic programs. Um, Every athletic team is ranked high there, and they're known for their athletics. Their basketball program they stuck with me in the whole recruitment process, and the coaches are great. They built a solid program, and I feel like it's only going to go up from here. So I'm I'm excited to play for conference championships up there because I know that that team can going in there, and I'll get to play with some some talented players as well. Uh, Brianna Troutman, she played for Salisbury. I've always played against her, so I'm excited that I get a year to play with her because she's a really good player. And so I can't wait to see what we can do up there. Do you have the expectation? I know this is an impossible question for any coach to answer, and, and you wouldn't want a coach uh, to feed you misinformation, but do you think you have a strong chance to actually make an impact right off the bat your freshman year and work your way into the rotation? Yes, sir. Um, this summer I'm going to go up there, you know, and work hard, and I want to be a leader as a freshman. You know, I don't think you have to be an upperclassman to be a leader. So I'm excited to get down there and, you know, get with the team and start practicing. But I definitely think I can make an impact when I get up there, and that's the goal, you know. I don't want to just go up there and do nothing. I want to have a major role in the team, team chemistry. And I think that's the right mindset to have. It's a terrific perspective to also say, hey, look, just because I'm a freshman doesn't mean that I can't lead. So uh, (laughs) certainly impressive to go in with that mindset. I'm curious how you might think COVID might have hindered your recruiting efforts. Now, it's maybe hard for you to answer that because you don't know what it's like to get recruited during a normal time because you didn't have to deal with a normal time. What is normal, correct? So, you know, you're playing less games. Uh, Your sophomore year, the rug gets pulled out from underneath you. Uh, The junior year, uh, last season, limited games. 
Uh, how do you think COVID impacted your exposure and might have worked against you if you even see it that way during the recruiting process? Yes, sir. Well, I definitely think it had a big impact because COVID hit when recruitment was should be at its peak, you know, sophomore, junior year, you're getting a lot of exposure from college coaches coming to watch your games. And when you have limited games, you know, coaches can't can't see you. And I got a lot of like I would send film out, but coaches wouldn't want to see film, you know, through the phone. They would want to see it live, but there wasn't a lot a lot of live play at the time. So it was definitely hard uh, recruitment wise when you can't talk to coaches in person or they can't see you live, it's really hard for them to judge based on that. And then with the seniors being able to have an extra year of eligibility, that hurt our class as well because, you know, they don't need some of the positions anymore that they would if it weren't for COVID. So I feel like a lot of that interest for me, I lost a lot of interest because they didn't have a need for me because they had their seniors coming back. That was definitely a big thing, but, um, you know, I talked to the schools that were interested still, and that's part of the reason I chose Winget because they stuck with me uh, through that, and they were there from day one. So, yeah. And you've got the opportunity. You've got the platform. You've got a home uh, for sure in Winget, and you're going to make the most of the opportunity. I, I know that you are. What other sports have you participated in throughout your life? How might those have helped you with basketball? Well, when I was younger, uh, obviously basketball, softball, uh, soccer. I did swim for a year and volleyball. And I actually played volleyball this year for the school for my senior year. It was fun. But um, I think just getting a feel for each sport. And I think I fell in love with basketball because it was just you're always doing something. You're either on defense or on offense. You play both. Um, and it's just a very physical game. It's a game. I, it was fun to me. You know, you're never sitting around doing nothing. You're constantly moving, doing something. So I feel like that's why I chose basketball. I got a feel for all the other sports, and that one was the one I stuck with. I think everyone can agree who has come in contact with you knows, yes, you've made the right decision. The question is, has brother Drew, he'll be a rising sophomore. He's going to play for his dad, uh, Brian, when he takes over. Uh, or he has already taken over, but for his first season, Drew will be a sophomore next year at North Davidson High School. What kind of ball player is your brother? Oh, he's he's good. We always play out in the driveway together, or we used to. We can't anymore because we get into too many arguments. But <laughs> I feel like he's helped me, and I've also helped him, um, especially in the past few years. You know, we go out in the driveway and play each other, and just having that a person to push you and you know who has the same abilities as you and can make you better and now that I've got through my high school career I'm pushing myself to be better but I'm also getting him in the gym and working out with him to make sure he can be the best that he can be because he has a lot of potential and he's a really good basketball player so I'm excited to see what he does here at North Davidson in the next three years you know that's why I asked the question you know this is why I do what I do I got I got to poke I got to be some sort of an antagonist I want to know what those dirty details are as to why y'all are getting into arguments like how heated were those games out in the driveway playing one-on-one and you know was was dad a part of these like who is the best basketball player in the family right now um that's hard to tell I don't know there'll be a different answer from each person but our arguments got really heated out in the driveway I mean we would just constantly be arguing about something. He'd be mad because there was a foul called or whatever. And then 
I don't know. We just it got it got bad. I mean, I remember one day we were out in the driveway and something was said. He threw a basketball in my head or something. <laughs> and then always my dad and my mom would have to come out there and tell us we couldn't play anymore because it just got that bad. But I feel like those those times right there were where we get where I get my physicality from. You know that chip on your shoulder that you're not gonna beat me. So and if you do beat me, I'm, you're, I'm not losing again. Those family games on the driveway, breeding toughness for sure. One other North Davidson guy I want to ask you about, Gavin Hill, the quarterback who's overcome cancer now a couple of times. I had him on the podcast back in the fall during football season. Uh, what's your relationship with him like, and how is he uh, viewed by others at North Davidson, his story? Oh, yeah, me and Gavin, we go we go way back. So, um, I mean, I have a lot of memories with him and his family. And I respect his family a lot. Um, we have a, a great relationship. So, um, actually, some funny stories. I think it was Super Bowl night. Me and Gavin and his cousin and Drew and Grayson, we were all upstairs. And me and Gavin, I think it was me and Gavin, had the smart idea to wrestle. And it actually ended up with me a trip to the hospital. Oh, so I busted my eye open. That was great. And then I think... A couple years later, we all went on a family camping trip, and me and Gavin were on the seesaw, and I think I jumped off and busted my chin open, so I had to get that super glued. But me and Gavin have a lot of memories together, and, you know, I've been his friend since, who knows how long, since I was about one years old, and it's been great um, to watch him develop and be the player that he is at North Davidson as well as a person. I mean... Gavin has grown up to be such a great role model for others, me, myself, and watching him be the quarterback. I mean, he leads his team so well. He stays humble. He He's the person that, I mean, if you need him, he's there. He's been such a great friend, and I can't wait to watch where he goes because, I mean, sky's the limit for him. He works so hard, but he doesn't show. Like, he works silently in silence. Um and to watch him grow has been amazing and I'm definitely blessed to have him as a friend and to watch him lead other people the way he does at North Davidson. Well you both are truly remarkable in your own right representatives of this community and and of North Davidson High School. Just make sure when you hang out around him, and I understand this is a lifelong thing now. I, I did not know that coming in, but uh, just try to avoid the emergency room when, when you're around him. Uh, you're, you're a collegiate student athlete now. We can't afford those trips. So uh, tell Gavin to be on his best behavior. Uh, so so what is what is next ahead of Wingate? Just workouts, right? You're not so much going to be entrenched in the summer ball uh, type circuit because you're going off to college. So it's just going to be strictly working out with with winged and and preparing your body yes sir I tend to you know I shoot in the gym and then I go to one athletics and in the weight room getting stronger faster I do speed classes there and um Corey Reich he does a great job training his athletes to be the best that they can be um so there's a lot of athletes he trains as been in the MLB and going to play at the college level level and so I'll go there and I work out and lift and do speed as I said but just working on you know maximizing my potential for I get to college getting stronger and faster quicker 
And I know you and mom have a tanning appointment before prom too, so I won't keep you any longer. It was it was nails yesterday, more self-care today, all in prep for prom on Saturday. On the night of Duke Carolina in the Final Four, uh, I still can't believe it. I hope all goes smoothly, certainly for, for the Blue Devils, but on, on prom night that you can enjoy yourself also. And your father, Brian, I, I know he's near. Brian, if I can ask you before we say goodbye, what has it been like for you as a father, as a coach, for your daughter throughout all these years to see her realize the potential that she has up until this point uh, through the AAU circuits in high school, see her grow as an athlete, but also as a person and a daughter in your life, and and to know that there is still so much more ahead of her uh, as she embarks on college. Uh, It's been unbelievable. Um, Obviously, at a young age, I knew she had potential. Um, Obviously, that's why I pushed my kids um, so hard. One, I want to be successful. Two, I, I realized the potential they could have, but to watch what she's done over these four years uh, is truly amazing. And to have a front row seat watching it has been even more amazing. Um, the only experience I can compare to it was the experience I had when I was in high school. Um, whenever you coach, you always want your players, your uh, your coaches uh, and your community and your fans to have the same, that same feeling you had. And, you know, I can honestly say that I've been a part of two of those and really three at Central. Uh, and so to watch her realize her goal – and to be at, have a front row seat at doing it. And then, um, you know, I think she's just going to be have an amazing college career as well because, I mean, she works really hard. Uh, she's focused. She's determined. Um, she's got a winner's attitude. Um, and she's just a great overall person. I think you can hear that in the way she speaks about others and her teammates and her coaches. Um, so, you know, to, to, to see someone reach their potential and their dream uh, is obviously you have a feeling of self accomplishment that it just it's just a really good feeling to know that they're going to get to go experience what you have already experienced and know that they're going to have a good time doing it and I just think it's it's the most amazing thing in the world it's a rad dad moment for you Brian it, it certainly is right now the the only rad dad moments I get is when I take my six-year-old to Chick-fil-a so uh I, I look <laughs> I look forward to uh her uh my very own continuing to grow and to be for her uh you know, in similar moments, maybe not the same, but uh, first class family, uh, Emily, enjoy prom. I know you will. Uh, your mother, Christy, too. She seems super cool. I mean, she's taking you tanning, taking you to get your nails did. She's going to make sure you have everything cool. you need. Yeah, she's going to make sure you have everything you need uh, for prom. They've all pitched it in their own way to help mold a superstar hoops player uh, who has everything in front of her. Knock them dead on the dance floor Saturday like you do on the hardwood and you will in life as well. Thank you, Emily. Yes, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's Emily Hagee at Hagee underscore 34 B-B-A-L-L. Hagee spelled H-E-G-E at Hagee underscore 34 B-Ball. It's a special young talent right there. I promise you, if that's the first time you've heard the name, it most definitely will not be the last as she'll get quite the opportunity to impress upon the Winget staff early that she doesn't just belong that she can contribute at a high level also, even as just a freshman. I'm glad we were able to hear from her pops, Brian, too, even if briefly. He and Matt Ridge, my January guest on the pod, head coach of DDCC men's basketball in Thomasville, played together on the 1992 Lenford team that lost by six in the state championship game. Brian scored 2,203 points in his career with the Panthers, number one scorer in Davidson County boys basketball history, and ranking the top 20 all-time, ahead of guys like Phil Ford and Jerry Stackhouse. I figured that might be the only way I could flatter him and gain back some of the good graces from 
the Carolina segment of listeners to the pod after pumping Duke up early. Brian also played at App State, where he averaged better than seven points a game, two rebounds. He spent 14 seasons coaching the boys' team at Central Davidson, leading them to a 23-4 season in 12-13, a 9-1 mark in league play, which included a trip to the third round of the state playoffs. He announced shortly after Emily's season concluded in the state championship semis that he would be leaving his post as an assistant for the girls' team at North after five years to become the next head boys' basketball coach of the Knights. And just like how Brian was an assistant to further influence Emily's development and be there for her throughout her high school career at North, he'll have a similar opportunity as the headband leading the boys' basketball team. And Drew, his son, will be a sophomore next season. That's all for today. I'm Kyle Schassberger. Drop me a line if you'd like, at Kyle Schass, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Hope you enjoyed the conversation with Emily Hagee on Triad Sports One-on-One. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode on the Triad Podcast Network. Our mission is simple. Provide information, advice, and stories about the people and places that make the North Carolina Triad such a great place to be. You can find us by searching Triad Podcast Network on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you like to listen. If you like what you heard and want to support the show and those that contribute, we would truly appreciate a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. It helps spread the word along, as do your shares on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Triad Podcast. To get in touch with us, simply email info at triadpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. This is the Triad Podcast Network.